Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, a real play, actual play, Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown with their awesome quips are Brian Johnson as Samantha Sam Brewster. Hello, everybody. George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. This is the last night of the world as we know it. And Matt Zelish as Daniel Williams. I'm moving to Switzerland after this. You all are welcome to join me. Oh, for those of you in the future, this is November 7th. <laughs> also known as the everything night before the world tomorrow. ends Everything ends tomorrow. Everything There might not ends. be a future. That's inside baseball. So the people listening to this might actually <laughs> be like cockroaches having survived the first nuclear blast. <laughs> In that case, though, we probably would not be publishing podcasts, but who knows? Speculation. We'd be writing cockroaches, giant cockroaches. <laughs> yes. Oh, roaches? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? I'm well, you? At least seven. <laughs> On a scale of uh, one to a hundred? No. At least Roll seven. hundred, I'm a seven. No scale. I'm a five out of seven. It's <laughs> just perfect. And what are we eating and drinking tonight? Brian, you're clearly drinking or eating something. I just had um, lo mein, beef lo mein, and a wonderful glass of water. Water? Water. water. Now, was that water. craft water? Or? Cool whip. No, Will Wheaton got it for me. <laughs> oh, no, no. no Wheat Wheaton. Things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'd like to take just a quick break here and have a word from our sponsor. It slices, it dices, it minces, it even hacks through bone. Hi, I'm J.T. Ripper, the inventor of Vorpal Blade, the best butcher knife on the market. Through extensive market research and field tests, I've developed the only knife you'll ever use. Whether you're preparing a meal in your own home or ventilating a random streetwalker, Vorpal Blade will never lose its edge. Plus, it's unbreakable. The polished marble handle is also coated with a space-age polymer, which will never retain fingerprints. It's the perfect web or tool for any task. What would you pay for this? $19.99? $29.99? If you act now, you'll get two Vorpal Blades just by sending your immortal soul in a self-addressed stamped envelope to Herbert West Industries, 101 State Street, Innsmouth, Massachusetts, 01939. Act now. And we're back. That was a stupid word. <laughs> worst word I've ever heard. That's the dumb. That word. is the worst word. Who knows what word it is? We're wrong. Right there yet? But uh, we're so hopefully somebody in the future will. will Vadisil. Oh, uh, Before we begin our actual real play, then those are sort of interchangeable terms, by the way. Actual play and real play. I have no idea what the difference is, but what about real actual podcasts? Use that. <laughs> really, actually playing things. They cancel each other so out. We, we, they do. Yeah, it's like a two positives. Exactly. So it's two play. At that point, it's just play. And your car explodes. Yeah, just play. So uh, we we play Call of Cthulhu. Uh, We're relatively new at this, but uh, right now we're going to begin episode nine uh, of chapter two. So we've been at this for eight episodes. We've uh, already completed one scenario, or the adventurers have. But before we continue, we need to take care of a few housekeeping issues. I wanted to go over some of the rules that I've recently dug up from 
the uh, keeper's notebook. So one of the rules that I ran across is, uh, or it's actually more of a guideline, is the way that I've been running things. And I, this this is a, a sort of an answer to you, Matt. You, you sort of were on the uh, side of, hey, why do we have to do so many roles? And the rules actually support that, that we should be trying to tell the story a little bit more. And if there's some mundane activities that aren't that pivotal to the story, we should just go ahead and let you do that. As long as you're willing to tell that story, I should be willing to accept it, unless it provides a moment of tension within the story. A good example of that would have been uh, when you attempted in the last adventure to grab a ladder and hop on a rooftop to sort of, you know, get get a lay of the land, keep an eyeball out. That was probably not that pivotal. So in that case, we probably kind of foregone the roles that I did and just let you have at it. So we'll, we'll try to do a little bit more of that. Okay. The other thing is uh, there is something called pushing rolls. This is probably of most interest to Chuck. And pushing roll basically allows you to... This this is sort of a a unique dynamic in the rules, which I kind of wasn't really for when I started reading it, but now I'm really for it. Brian, you'll probably remember back in the D&D days, you know, you would make a check, and uh, if you failed it, that was it, right? Yeah. If you search for secret doors, you couldn't, like, (laughs) search again, because that would be stupid. You'd do that the whole day. But there is something called pushing rolls. So you can opt at any time as long as it's not too crazy. If you failed a spot hidden roll or mm-hmm. something along those lines, you could choose to push that roll. And what that means is you can roll a second time at the exact same time that you failed the first time. I sense a butt coming. And <laughs> you know, we, we do yes and. Oh. <laughs> but, no. so, yes and. You could opt to roll a second time. But uh-huh. but with full knowledge that if you fail that one, something really bad is going to happen to you. Ooh. Okay. And, and what that means is it, I can basically manufacture something. Doesn't necessarily have to happen right then. Could be something that happens a little bit later down the line. But you are putting your life in danger or the lives of your compatriots in danger. So that's something. But if it, it's an option you guys have if things uh-huh. are really dire and you really just need to do that one thing or you feel like you need to do it, you can take that risk. So keep that in mind. I'm not going to ask you, do you want to push a roll? You need to prompt me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Another rule, if you roll a one, it's a critical success. That means just no failing. Okay. okay? I think Chuck maybe rolled a one once, which was an amazing success. Yes. So, Never going to so happen again. Like who, who rolled the one? <laughs> oh, I did. Well, George did, but... Yeah, Chuck. You mean the best player uh, in the so game? The best player in the game. Uh, one is a critical, critical success. That sort of balances out the pushing rolls thing a little bit uh, if you want to take that risk. But a one will get you, you know, perfect. Okay. So in addition to that, if the roll requires more than a 50, so let's say you have a spot hidden of 60. Right. And uh, you need to get under that, right? Yeah. So if you're really good at something, uh, let's say you have a 60 or a 70 or whatever, if you roll a 100, it's a fumble. And that means, again, there's like something critically going to go wrong, uh, whatever that means. It could mean you drop your gun when you try to shoot something. It could mean you accidentally make a noise when you shouldn't have. Right. If the skill is lesser, so you're not as good at it, and you need to roll under it. If you roll a 96 to 100, that's a fumble. So there's a much more wide uh, range for um, doing something bad. Make sense? Yeah. yeah. So really, whenever we're looking at skills, whenever you roll a 96 to 100, bing, 
some alerts should go off and we'll have to determine what that looks like. That's uh, just a few rules that I ran across um, while reading the textbook. And let's just try to keep that in mind and we'll move along. But it doesn't really change the dynamic of what we've been doing so far, uh, but just some things to keep in mind. Okay. The next stage is we're going to do a little bit of development phase. So in between scenarios, uh, between uh, Green Grove, the one we just finished, uh, Lights, Camera, Chaos, and now this one is called Dark Angelus. You guys have the opportunity to increase your skills and, and take take care of some housekeeping for your characters and things. So go ahead and pop open your character sheets and we'll yep. start taking a look at those puppies. Oh, so we get All one right. point added if we had a successful roll. Is that correct? Not, no, that's what I thought previously, but I dug into the rules and it's slightly different. Okay. okay. We have a, a, a list of things that we do need to increase for you. So let me get my stuff here. So the first thing is go ahead and I think all you guys are at max hit points, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no yeah. big, no big deal there. There is going to be a credit rating adjustment and this is a story component and it's going to happen to Chuck. Currently, your credit rating, it was pretty darn good. That's right, bitches. Um, <laughs> you're at 50, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. 50 is not too bad. So uh, let's go ahead and take that down to uh, 40. Oh. Okay. Shouldn't have bought all those scratchers. So you're going to lose a little bit of your credit rating, and that, that sort of comes into play here. Fuck you guys. Daniel and Sam, your credit ratings will remain the same. That's no big deal. And for now, Chuck, we're not going to fiddle with your cash or your assets. I think you're about where you need to be. But there will be a story component here in a little bit, so we can we can talk about that later. What was my credit rating supposed to be? I have it blank for some reason. It may be blank. Daniel, did you have? Okay. my I have one. I have a 40 for credit rating. You got a 40. I think that was something that you could... <clears throat> could put into. Uh, yeah. Put it into. was. It took the place of one of your skills. Okay. Go, go ahead and pop in 10% there, B, okay. for your credit rating. Because part of the component is maybe you've made some advancement in the career, that sort of thing. So it makes sense that you would gain a little bit there. Daniel was about the same, I think. I, I think he's fine with where he's at. So the next thing is we're going to go ahead and increase your skills. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll the dice next to the skill that is checked. And if you make it under that number, then you can roll a D10 and add it oh, to that okay. number. Okay. So you have to make a successful roll. Gotcha. First. So I'm okay. going to be making zero changes today. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little tricky, but I'll trust you guys to just do that. Whether or not you okay. increase the skill, you're going to uncheck it when you're done. With oh, okay. whether or not I upgrade it or not. Correct. The secondary action of increasing your skills is if a skill increases to 90% or more, which it did not, I'm quite sure. Right. Spot hidden, I think, is about the best one I've yeah. seen. Then you were able to add more sanity. Oh, okay. okay. So let's talk about age. The first adventure was 1951. Does that sound right? Yeah. And we are now in the spring of 53. Increase your ages by two. I haven't had a birthday yet, so mine's only by one. So uh, <laughs> Sam is now 29. And Daniel, does that put you at 32? Yes, it does. So you did change yours, okay. And Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie is seven years old in five years. <laughs> Yay! I like, it. I like it. All right, so he is 56. So I'm going to take a look at the Keeper's Rule Book here and discover aging. Don't make me old. Uh, Too late. Right? I didn't sign up for this. 
Right. I'm a spinster at 29. Yeah. A three. Okay. Oh, a three. And uh, Samantha, we need to add a couple spells for you, don't we? Yes, you do. I believe that the two spells were contact ghoul and contact cast. Yeah, I think that's in the wiki, actually. So you can add those to your spells. If you cast these spells, there is a price to be paid for that. Okay. All magic has a price. Do I get to know what the price is or no? It's no. three uh, easy uh, payments of nine ninety five plus five ninety five shipping and handling. Call yeah, today. Processing handling. So I'm, I'm uh, checking the scenario. Okay. And we'll, see. we'll throw in our handy super towel, capable of absorbing the largest amounts of bloods and or viscera. That is all I have for housekeeping. Huh? Any question? Any questions or anything? I want to know why there was not a, a mint on my pillow this morning. Well, there might have been actually. Where do babies come from? <laughs> found it yet? Where do babies come from? Stork shit down ass in that movie. Now we begin, chapter two, episode nine, Dark Angelus. In the months after the Green Grove incident, life returns to normal. There is no more talk of the Thin Man in your Belinda even though the missing persons are not found. It's as though the press is all too happy to move along from one sensational story to another. The slow drumbeat of communist threat increases in tempo. Years go by. Chuck's finances have taken a downturn after some bad investments in real estate, a development in Huntington Beach that slid into the ocean shortly before being completed. He is drinking more heavily these days, afraid he might hear the shower running some dark night sitting alone in his house. The cases come slowly these days, mostly studio gigs. Keep tabs on a screenwriter flirting with a blacklist, fetch a young actor from a seedy motel room on the edge of town, or strong-arm a financier unwilling to fulfill his contract. It is boring, tedious work. He rarely bothers to come into the office at all these days. Daniel manages to land a role in William Gardner's movie, but it flops terribly at the box office. Partly this is due to hatchet job editing required when David Parker goes missing and the studio has to shoot around certain scenes. Still, there is a demand for bid actors, and Daniel now has screen credit. He is given one-liners here and there in grade Z movies and haunts the catering tables at the studio a lot. Occasionally, he'll awaken with a stifled scream, sure there is a thin arm poking from beneath his bed. But those dreams come less frequently now. Samantha is happy. She corresponds on a regular basis with Katie Moore and Yorba Linda. Their friendship deepens. A couple times a year, Katie travels to Hollywood to visit. Even though she's aware the Green Grove incident weighs heavily on all of them, she is seemingly free of bad memories or haunting dreams. She finished reading the Book of the Underlands a while back, but it doesn't seem to impact her. In fact, she now feels stronger, more powerful. It is the spring of 1953 when the investigators are summoned to Paramount Pictures for a mysterious meeting. So you got word from the Paramount Pictures uh, to meet with somebody about a job, an investigation job. What would you like to do? Let's assemble the team. Justice League, assemble. Wonder Twin Powers, unite. <laughs> Form of a bucket of water. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile, back at the, back at the Justice League. <laughs> Actually, we don't need to assemble. I'll just head over there myself. Actually, uh, all of you are required. Yeah. 
Well, fine, let's assemble then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the request comes in uh, on one of the rare days when Chuck is actually in the office. Uh, he's a little too predisposed with a bottle that is tucked into his bottom drawer. Sounds like I chose a bad day to come in. Hey, boss. Is this a good time? No, but go ahead. Hey, I think we got a job. I slide him the paper. What is it this time? Paramount this time. All right, let's read this note. It's whatever. Uh, no, she's it's it's just oh, it's an address. We it's need to address. be there as quickly as possible. Is uh, Daniel here? He is. Yep. Yeah, he's, yep. He's uh, right out here. All right. He's looking through the trade publications, trying to find his next job. Hop in the car. I suppose we'll go over there. All right, you drive to the uh, Paramount Pictures lot. Um, you do happen to notice uh, a couple famous faces as you go by. The attendant recognizes you. Uh, you've been here a couple times, and uh, he waves you straight through the gate. And uh, you park and walk into the office. It is a small office on the lot. And uh, as you walk in to the foyer, you see a, a lady sitting behind a desk, and she looks like she's editing some papers. Uh, hello. We are here to, uh, we got called here. Are you here? Yeah, we are here. Uh, That's right. Yeah. The Hollywood Investigative uh, Association of America. of America. Okay, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, just, just a few minutes if you wouldn't mind having a seat. <sighs> so you think I can pick up a bit while I'm here? You know, they're filming movies. They're always looking for people. Got to get my face out there I somehow. There's a casting couch in the back room there that might be interesting. <laughs> Uh, she puts her uh, her paper aside and looks up at Daniel and is, oh, yes, I, I remember you had that uh, two lines. What what were those two lines in that movie last Oh, month? Uh, yeah. Uh, they were, um, geez, you know, I do so much work these days. It's it's tough to keep up. It was something with, uh, what was it, Lugosi? Was it? Was uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. That one. Um, geez. It was, uh, I, it was a very impassionate plea to stop you. Stop you. Yes, I was it. Stop you. Very nice. Most effective police officer film okay. has ever seen. Thank you for refreshing my memory, young man. You are very welcome. And she goes back to her. Looks like she's editing something on her desk. So what do you think this is about, boss? Probably the same thing it's been for the past two years. Blacklist something or some diva somewhere. Am I going to have to push someone around? Because I do not mind pushing people around. No, you're going to go and pick up someone somewhere, and I'm going to go back to the office and then go home, and then we'll do it again tomorrow. And just hope there's not a submarine involved. A chocolate rain? <laughs> so you have a seat and uh, wait. Uh, she appears to be unconcerned that you're waiting. Uh, do you mind? We kind of have a busy day. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we, we all have busy days, sir. Um, he'll be with you in a second. I mean, you're a secretary. I feel like our day is probably a little busier, but anyway. Ignore. She kind of gives Just, you a uh, little mean stare. Yeah, and goes care. back to editing Chuck something looks like book. maybe I'll walk up to play. the desk and lean over and be uh, just kind of whisper you know don't give a mind to uh, old Chuck over there he hasn't quite finished his bottle for the day if you know what I mean and a swig ah well, that explains a lot I'm gonna go and sit back down uh, before you do why don't you give me a spot hidden roll first roll let's see how this this is gonna determine the whole season oh shit <laughs> All right, let's call well, it first, guys. That looks like a failure. It depends on how you look at it, you know? <laughs> Push the roll. You required a 45, and you, <laughs> you rolled a 51. So a slight fail. Actually, it says fail all the way across the board. But anyways, <laughs> so let's not dwell on our failures. At about 10 minutes after you guys have come in, the phone rings. At exactly the same moment that the phone rings, the door to the inner office opens, and a young couple comes out. 
the secretary puts a call through to the inner office. You hear it sort of ringing, being picked up in the distance there. And then she turns to the young couple and uh, launches out of her, her seat because the young couple actually has a little baby. And she says, uh, oh, well, Jupiter is uh, sprouting up quite nicely. And they sort of make a little bit of small talk and she looks at the boy. And, She's and, an astrologist. Uh, and then she uh, sees them out the door and then uh, turns back to you and says, uh, oh, yes, I'll see you now. Feel free to go on in. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, you walk into the inner office, and uh, you see Chuck, a very familiar figure, kind of shocking to you, but this is clearly Alfred Hitchcock, and he is on the phone. He uh, he notices you as you walk in, and he waves towards the chairs, kind of pointing towards the chairs in front of his desk, and as you walk in and sit down, you can hear him saying, uh, yes, yes, Leonard, I'm sure Mr. Strill will work in the picture. He's got that squeaky clean image, but we took care of that with rope. He'll match nicely with Miss Kelly. Yes, I'm sure. Just wait to see the dailies, Leonard. Okay. I have to go now. I have visitors. All right. See you at the club. And he hangs up the phone and turns to you. Hello. Tia. Tia. What can we do for you, Al? Well, we have a slight problem here at Paramount. You have a lot of problems here at Paramount. This is true. Ever since the uh, committee broke up the monopoly, uh, we've been doing a little bit of restructuring. That's why I've opened up this new office. It's a nice office. Okay, tell me. Just get to the part that matters. We're bored here. Uh, We have a little issue with a certain Stan Brophy. Maybe you've heard the name. Stan Brophy? Yes. He's an agent extraordinaire. Hmm. And he's also been missing for about two weeks. Well, that's not good. A lot of people go missing in this town. They usually end up in an apartment somewhere in the city with a pile of cocaine. For your sake, I hope that is the case. That would be a very easy situation to resolve. But here's the issue. This man represents a number of promising actors here at Paramount. And without his participation, certain contracts could get a little messy very quickly. We need him to be found, and we need him returned to service so that we can take care of business. Okay. And what information do you have? I know that he went missing as of two weeks ago. Uh, his secretary said that uh, he stopped showing up at the office. Um, that's all I have, and we have not seen him. He's missed several meetings, several deadlines. Is he married? No, no, good okay. lord. He's a, he's a bit of a cat about town. A playboy. He likes the ladies. Yes, you know the type, young lady. Yes, I do, unfortunately. Yes, he's been seen on the arm of every starlet that's come through the gates of Hollywood. Do you by chance have a home address? Ooh, I do not have a home. I have his uh, address at the office, but I don't have his home address. Okay. Uh, that's better than we'll, nothing. We'll, yeah, we'll go ahead and get the, the office address. That'd be great. We'll start there. Let me jot it down for you, young lady. And by jot it down, I mean scroll up in the PDF and try to find it. <laughs> What's a PDF? What is huh? PDF? Is that film talk for something? It is, actually. Okay, so his address is the top floor of the Homer Laughlin building at 317 South Broadway in downtown L.A. Thank you very much. It's Downton, Downton, L.A. Yes. I know his secretary works mornings usually. Do you, do you know the secretary name by chance? But, oh, what is her name? Uh, Nelson. Nelson. Mary Nelson. Mary Nelson. 
<laughs> says it right here on the PDF. Perfect. What's a PDF, sir? Pretty damn fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, good luck, and uh, you know it's uh, obviously we'll take good care of you. If you can return them in uh, within the space of a week, that'd be very nice. We'll do our best. It was a pleasure meeting you, and I shake his hand. He shakes your hand and sort of sizes you up a little bit. You're not blonde, are you? I am not blonde. No, I'm jet black hair. He sort of looks at you, gives you an appraising glance, and then uh, quickly turns back, starts fiddling with uh, some of his papers and so forth. He could tell that you're in lesbians with Katie. <laughs> Is he fiddling with his papers a euphemism for something? No, you're not blonde. Otherwise, it uh, would be a euphemism. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am not blonde. All right. He did, he did prefer Let's blonde. head over to top four Homer Laughlin, 317 South Broadway. Secretary works mornings. As you turn to leave Alfred Hitchcock's office, you get about halfway to the door, and he rolls around at his desk and says, Stop, you! I turn around quickly. Me? I'm just going to keep going. And he's pointing at Daniel. He says, You're that guy. Yeah. You're the stop you guy. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was me. Uh, I'm glad you noticed. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really oh, flattered. Oh, it's, I couldn't help but notice. Uh, wow. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of yours, uh, seeing all your movies. Love your style. I think it's really unique. We'll keep buying tickets, young man. Oh, I, I definitely will, sir. Good day. All right. Your top four, Homer Laughlin, 317 South Broadway Secretary, where his morning's very nice. Meanwhile, over at the office. So uh, you hop back in the car and you notice the uh, uh, young couple who was exiting before are talking to the uh, attendant. And he appears to be ooing and eyeing over the young man. The young man appears to be about three years old. So he's not quite a uh, an infant. He appears to be uh, swaddled much like an infant, which is kind of strange. But you can tell like he's he's a bit older, maybe a little bit too old to be treated as such. Interesting. Well, not much we can do with that right now. So let's just head to <laughs> top floor, Homer Loft, 317 South Broadway, Secretary Works, Mornings, Mary Nelson. So you drive to the office, and it is at the top floor, so you take the elevator up. There is a sign on the door that says, closed. Dan's going to walk up to the door and knock on it anyway. Shocker that the agency that doesn't have a currently work employee isn't open. Sam, why don't you give me an intelligence check or something along those lines? Okay. He's just going to knock on the door, but all right. I'm smart as fuck. I should do it. I guarantee I'll pass. Damn it. Oh, you bitch. Oh, lordy. <laughs> so that was bad. You needed a 70 or below, and you're rolling uh, 95, so that's not good. Sports. Damn women Sport. ruining everything. Uh, so, yeah, it, it appears to be closed. It is about... 12.30 in the afternoon. Seems a bit early. She might be on lunch, uh, guys. Possibly. Do secretaries go on lunch nowadays? Is that something that happens in the 50s? No, they, they don't eat. They don't, they've they uh, they've evolved to the point where they don't need to eat. <laughs> of course. Stupid me. <laughs> loud, Matt. I'm going to knock on the door anyway just to see if maybe she's having her lunch in there with the door with the clothes sign on so she can have some peace and quiet. A couple of minutes goes by. There's no okay. response. Should we see if we can get in, guys, or should you want to wait or come back tomorrow? Did anyone just try jiggling the knob? Maybe the door is unlocked. The door appears to be locked. Damn it. So, Sam, how long is I was going to say, how long has it I been? I try to pick the lock if you want me to. And is it worth possibly going to jail? <laughs> well, if you guys are lookouts, it probably won't take me long. 
Guys, it says secretaries works mornings, and it's mor- not morning, so we should probably come back mm-hmm. in the morning. Right, which would give us the entire afternoon to look through the office, boss. That's a good second resort. I don't think we're going to the resort. We might be able to get everything we want without risking jail time. Okay, you're the boss. That's something we do when we don't have another you're option. You're the boss. Chuck, why don't, you, why don't you give me a listen roll? Whatever, man. Oh, all right. Guys, listen, this is going to be a 37. Yeah. You need a 50, and you rolled a 27, so that's a success. You hear in the interior of the office uh, a phone ringing. Okay, I want to pay attention and see if it, how many times it rings. It rings five times and then stops. That seems like a call that was not answered. So, no one's there, theoretically. Mm-hmm. I still think we should just come back in the morning and talk to her. There's no reason to risk jail time. She might be fully cooperative and just let us do whatever we want here. Possibly. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So you think we have any of our um, whatever, not whoever, industry contacts who might know something about Stan? I mean, we've worked around Hollywood for a while. We would know people. Is there anyone that uh, we could? Do we know people? Squeeze for information, possibly. Let's go back to the office and make some. We're gonna bring out the old Rolodex and start fingering through it. See if we can't find anyone who has some (laughs) connection. You're gonna finger bang your Rolodex? (laughs) Hey, everyone does it. Don't act like you've never tried. This is disgusting. Okay, let's head back. Rolodexes have feelings, too. All right, you return to the office. Meanwhile, back in the office. (laughs) (laughs) We failed to get into the office. Should I pick the lock? (laughs) No, we'll wait till the secretary comes in the morning. It all makes sense now. It's the Illuminati. Maybe I'll just use our key to get us into our office. Boss, do you have a minute? Can I talk with you in your office? Sure, let's go. I'll just be out here looking for roles, you know, rising star here. You can you can finger bang the roll deck while we're in the office. I already failed that once. <laughs> yeah, we'll play you a better luck. <laughs> hey, what do you want? I, I've noticed you've had a hard time recently. Is there anything I can do to help? No. Just let's not have cases that suck, like every case we have now. Well, from what I've learned and what I've learned by watching you is you get out what you put in. Sam, I'm 56 years old. I'm starting to put out less and less. I think you're 56 years young. <laughs> Sam, I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've seen 99% of what there is to see in the world. It starts to get a little stale. I can imagine. Why don't you uh, search out for something more exciting for us to investigate? Because believe it or not, private investigating is not exactly a thriving industry. We kind of have to take what we get or we don't pay the bills. Someone has to pay you so that you can go on your lesbian trips. It's just a bus ride. It's not the only ride. I'm here if you if you need to talk or if you need any, any help with anything. And just to let you know, I dumped the bottle that was in your bottom drawer. Okay, I have another one in the top drawer. Three drawers. Which one is it? Where are you going to find the bottle? L3, trick question. Okay, Daniel, you claim we have all these industry insiders, so you call them. And Sam, why don't you try and call, see if you can find them in the white pages. Yellow pages? White pages? It's before my time. White pages. White pages. See if you can find him. And Okay, I'm going to look up Stan Rography and see if I can find his home address. And okay. phone number. And I guess Dan is going to start fingering the Rolodex to see if we can't contact someone. <laughs> no, you failed that roll. I'm going to push that roll. <laughs> Rolodex rejected you. So I'm not in the middle. Daniel, uh, give me more information um, on what you're attempting to do. Seeing as we've done a lot of investigating, I would assume that we know people in the industry, possibly other producers and whatnot. You do know producers and people in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'd want to make some calls out to other producers to see if they know anything about what's happened to Stan. Okay. 
Okay, I'm That's going all. to pull out the number of the last producer we worked with, Carl Laughlin, over at King, and I'm going to ring him up. He answers the phone? Hey, Carl, yeah. it's uh, it's a Dan from Hia, and... Uh, yeah. Stop you! It's Hia. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me. We just got a, a new case. We're looking for a Stan Brophy. Oh, yeah. I Apparently, he's gone missing. Everybody over the past that. couple of weeks. Really? Where did yeah, this uh, a couple of weeks. From what we've been told, he just kind of yeah. stopped showing up one day. Interesting. You, you, do you know? If, has he like done something like this before? Is he prone to just? Good God, no! He's uh, basically all over his uh, contacts and. Uh, and, and customers as clients, like uh, flypaper, you can't get rid of them. Okay. So, do you know if there's anyone else that might be a little closer to Stan that would have any kind of information on... I guess I'd check okay. with his office, or whatever girl he's dating these days. I, I can't keep track. Okay. Oh, well, thanks for that, Carl. Yeah, all right. Let me know next time you're in town at the uh, studio, and uh, maybe I can get you a couple... Uh, awesome. I will I will definitely take you up on that offer. You know, make sure you shave first. Uh, you don't think the rugged look works? Not okay. for you. Bye. All right, bye. Click. I don't care about your face. Okay, so I'm going to walk into Chuck's office. Uh, I just got off the phone with Carl over at King, and from what he told me, Stan was the kind of guy who was all over his business. He was on top of everything all day, every day. So it's not like him to just disappear. Okay, that doesn't really get us very far. Do you have any more of these special contacts? I can keep digging. I want hobbies. Hobbies, associates, comrades. You're saying he was a communist? I'm implying it. I need more. More. Ah, uh, okay. I heard that he had five or six Rolodex on Don't make side. me roll to find <laughs> new employees. I have 50 in it. I have confidence. <laughs> I guess I'll get back to the Rolodex, see who yeah. I can't dig up. Yeah, you will. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Sam- <laughs> meanwhile, back at the Sam's Yellow Pages or White Pages. White Pages. Light tan. Taupe. Sam, why don't you give me a luck roll? Oh, top of the morning. Top of the morning. What are the odds that his address is actually published in the white page? Right. If that's even a thing in 1953. That's under our hit points. Someone's not prepared for this at oh, all. Damn straight. Uh, unfortunately, your luck has run out. I think I pulled a, uh, a map this mission. Unfortunately, it is unlisted. Or you can't find anything. Push on that. Roll. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might not want to do I'm this. not going to push it on a phone number and an address. <laughs> terrible. Well, a demon ripped your brain Well, you know what? If we don't do it for anything, then we'll never do it. Come okay. On. So, Sam, you come up dry on your end as I have. Crows. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm having no looks. <laughs> um, no, he is. He's not listed in in the phone book. I'm going to try calling the operator and see if she can connect. Me Smart thinking. All I'm getting from people in the Rolodex is that he's very on top of his business, and it's very unlike him to just go into nothingness. So. I mean, that's not super helpful. Do we know who any of his clients were? Maybe we can talk to maybe a couple of his big clients. Maybe. I'm sure they're wondering where he's at or if they have I think our him. best bet of getting his client list is getting to a secretary, and we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to do that. I think you're right. Okay, well, I'm going to try the operator. You keep digging and, gotcha. and see what you can find. We'll go from there. The Rolodex situation does not pan out. You don't really have that many more contacts. Because Matt got too aggressive and made it uncomfortable. <laughs> Sam, you call the operator. Operator. Uh, yes, I'd like to see if I can get a listing for Stan Brography. Stan Brography? Brography. Sorry, that's in the wiki. It's Brography Spacey. No, actually, it was pronounced Brophy. 
And that's why I spelled it that oh, way. Oh, brophy. Because it looks like dough. <laughs> Gotcha. It was when I it was pronounced brophy the first time. How there much is go. that brophy, yo? <laughs> the brophy is ten dollars. I'm looking to contact uh, Stan Brophy. And- oh, okay, Stan Brophy. Um, let me see. Um, how do you spell it? B r o u g h f e e. Let me take a look here. The bees. Let me see. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah, uh, Stan Brophy. Got it right here. It is three seventeen South Broadway. I believe that's his office. Do you have a home address and phone number, per chance? Top floor, Homer Laughlin, three seventeen South Broadway. Secretary works mornings. Mary Nelson. Uh, all I have is the uh, address to his office. Okay. Unfortunately, do you, do you have a phone number to his office as well, by chance? Uh yes, I do. She gives you a number. Contact eight four nine six. Sure, sounds good. K L. Eight four nine six. You don't have like to spell it. out Klondike. I like it. It's very good. <laughs> it's just KL is what Klondike stands for. KL. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You're welcome. Click. Uh, my name's not Click. Have a nice day, Click. <laughs> Jimmy Click. He's still there. I said Click, but he's still here. What do I do? <laughs> Say it again. Click. Uh, well, that came up. Nothing. We just got his business address again. I did get a phone number for it, though. If we'd like to try, maybe the secretary's in. Or uh, it's worth in. a shot. I mean, not like we have anything else going on. All right. Will you give him a call since you're done with your Rolodex? Sure. Pick up our telephone and dial Klondike 8496. Daniel, you dial the phone and you hear it ring once. You hear it ring twice. And then you don't know the third number. You dropped out of kindergarten. On the third time, you hear a slight double click, and then you hear what sounds like a voice in the distance. Give me a listen roll. The one thing that I added one point to since our last adventure. And that one point. <laughs> and watch you get it at that exact one point. I'm hoping point. that one point makes all the difference. And it. <laughs> you needed a 61? Yeah. And you rolled a 41, so that is a success. You think you hear. A very distant, scratchy, tinny voice that says, Can anyone hear me? And then the line goes dead. Oh man, Will's in the upside down again. And that's what we're going to call this episode. <sighs> Yay. How do you like that intro so far? Is this working yeah. for you guys? Oh yeah. So we want to thank everybody for listening. We do have a couple new segments we'd like to go over real quick as we exit this episode. First off, we're going to talk about some recommendations that we have for our listeners. Items of interest to the geek community, which I think we're all part of. The recommendation I have this week is Ingress. A lot of folks who play Pokemon Go maybe don't know that Niantic had a game previous to this called Ingress, which is essentially what Pokemon Go is built upon, and it involves a science fiction story and where the world is full of exotic matter, and there's these two sides that are constantly warring, the Enlightened, which I'm a part of, and the Resistance. The Enlightened wants to harness the exotic matter that has suddenly appeared in our world for further study, the Resistance wants to control it and keep it from the general public. Brian and I are both playing as part of the Enlightened, and I bring this up uh, not only because it's a fun game that you can play on your mobile device, but it also has some connections to H.P. Lovecraft, which Call of Cthulhu obviously is based upon. And this coming Saturday is an event called 
Via Noir. And this is a sort of story based upon a supposed document that was authored by Lovecraft and Robert E. Howard, who used to pen sort of Lovecraftian tales back in the day. If you probably know Robert E. Howard as the creator of Conan the Barbarian. And he also had many other stories from time to time. They were compatriots and uh, lived in the same time period. If you're looking to get into that game, I highly encourage you to drop me a note at podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com and I can send you on an invite and you can join our team and maybe we can connect up. Uh, Via Noir is this Saturday in Chicago. So my wife and I are going to Chicago this weekend oh, to participate cool. in our very first large operation. So it's gonna we're, we're really excited about that. So that that was very my nice. my recommendation for this week. How about you, Bri? I'm actually recommending the headset that I have on. It's the uh, Turtle Beach Stealth 420X. This is a version made for the Xbox One or PC, but I believe they also make a similar version for a PS4. Phenomenal wireless headset. Turtle Beach, of course, has always good quality. I just love the fact that you have no cords going to a controller. It's completely wireless, and it's under $200. Nice. So, highly recommend it. I looked at their website, and it looked like it was about a $149 retail point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon's $129 right now. Cool. How about you, George? Considering when this comes out, the election is definitely not tomorrow because we're in the future. But if it were tomorrow, <laughs> I would recommend the website isidewith.com, which is a website that hosts a pretty unbiased quiz as far as who you should support in various elections. And it'll describe what you agree with people on and the degree to which you agree with them. And it's very good for not only presidential elections, but senatorial and other things that will come up in the near future for you. Very cool. Yeah, I took a quick peek at it before the broadcast here, and it looks pretty easy to use. And uh, I think that's a really good tool. Uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, Any recommendations? I do. I have another very lovely indie game for those of you out there who enjoy uh, supporting small companies. Now, I mean, we've all seen the action movies, the space movies, where there are the big battles, the big shootouts. But you want to know what I know? Who has to clean up all the crap afterward? I mean, think about it. You got the guts. You got the gore. You got the dead bodies, the bullet casings. If you're ever like me, who has ever actually wondered what people take care of that, boy, have I got just the thing for you. It's a a small independent game called Viscera Cleanup Detail, where you guessed it, the entire point is you playing Space Janitor. Go around uh, cleaning everything up, mopping up all the blood and gore, picking up all the bullet casings, moving all the dead bodies, dealing with all the paperwork that that entails at the end of the day. Alright, cool. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, I do have a couple shout-outs I want to give this week. I'm listening to a podcast called The Rants Macabre. A couple film buffs who basically review horror films, and I I really like them because they're not only reviewing just simply horror films, but a whole genre. So they'll do like zombies in a very quick way through the evolution of zombie films and that sort of thing. But they're very intellectual about it without being too over the top. And they're very knowledgeable. So it's a guy and a gal. I can't remember their names right now, but The Rants Macabre. Very good podcast. Um, also, I would like to take a minute to thank a few of the listeners who have written into us. We've asked for some feedback and we continue to ask for feedback and reviews from anybody who listens or watches. We do have a few new subscribers to our podcast, Radar Theory. Giovanna I can't pronounce that. pronounce Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Giovanna Mitwagon, Johnny Boy 81, Michael Dinos, Alexander 230. On Reddit, we got uh, some very good feedback from folks, including Surgency 34, American Viking, Non-Human User, Yoda Sears, Crash CY, Pantalone 26, and Prof Doctor 4. 
thank you guys for giving us uh, some preliminary feedback in our first few episodes. And we did post uh, episode five this morning and, and hope to have even more feedback from that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out from Beyond the Veil with any comments or reviews. Big news, we are now on iTunes, Google Music, and Stitcher, so we'd appreciate your five-star reviews. And keep sharing if you like what you hear. You can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com and on Twitter, at lovecrafttapes, or reddit.com slash r slash thelovecrafttapes, or facebook.com slash lovecrafttapes. If you don't want Trump to take over the United States, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Uh, you can find me on Wikipedia. <laughs> I actually um, don't have any social media. Yet. I don't believe in it. I know it's real, but I don't believe in it. <laughs> yes, we we have to get George and uh, Brian some uh, Twitter yes. accounts. Yes, so can, I'm signing up for they Twitter. Can, they can see all their adoring fans. I just signed up for Grinder. I just realized <laughs> that's not the right type of social media. App no, that's exactly what you want, that's actually. perfectly for you, yeah. Oh, good. All right. Uh, oh, I got to go. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2016. For more information and advertising opportunities, please send an email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.